0: hello and welcome to the book resorts winter bazaar yay no, it's not
1: book Shorts though shoot
0: <laughs> every free All right okay this is what we do for recording back to back that's what i get take two click Hello. oh <laughs> <laughs> your clapperboard interrupted my my line wait and you? Well,
1: you wait for the clapperboard don't you know anything about producing
0: <laughs> no clearly not <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Book Retort Winter Bazaar. Woo-hoo! Yay! And this is the podcast where one of us will find a strange piece of media to share with the other person who hasn't seen it or know anything about it. That's me! This is the second episode of our holiday winter series. We are taking a sort of half vacation, only doing half as many episodes, so you can be half as annoyed by us.
1: Well, we're doing as many episodes, but some of them are shorter. Book That's shorts, fair. everybody, check them out!
0: <laughs> yes. So, we had the excellent Snowmageddon episode last time. Yeah. With Danielle shared. I figured I'd take things in a more traditionally American holiday route this week with the film Pottersville from 2017. Pottersville, okay. So Danielle, you know anything about this movie, and I'm very excited for that fact, because this movie is wild. Yeah? It's so wild, in fact that I can't find any descriptions that don't give it all away. That's so impressive. I'm not sending you a description of this movie. Instead, I'm going to send you a snippet from a review of this movie I found on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay. Because it amused me, I guess. So this review, or this part of this review, is from David Ehrlich of IndieWire.
1: Says, in a year full of disturbing events, there's something uniquely unsettling about seeing Michael Shannon look as shaken as the rest of us. Maynard might save Christmas, but we all lose a little something along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) I think that's as good a description as any for this crazy film. (laughs) So, without further ado, let me introduce you to Pottersville, open on a winter scene in a bucolic American Midwest, I guess, town. It's unclear where it is, but there's snow on the ground, there's Christmas music, we're panning over the trees in the forest following a white van as it drives through and we see the sign Pottersville. And then for some reason, the camera lingers on a cemetery.
1: (laughs) as you
0: <laughs> it isn't a theme of this movie it doesn't come back it's just oh here's a cemetery in the middle of your happy christmas introduction so thank you for that movie so
1: it's right next to the entryway to the town
0: he's driving quite a long ways which doesn't make any sense because he lives in the town he's driving to as we'll <laughs> learn in a moment but i guess he was out just for a constitutional i don't know <laughs> we drive past the pottersville mill which is closed and there's clearly been some economic devastation as a result of that it's your classic small town propped up by a single industry that has moved on and everyone is now suffering mm-hmm. windows with plywood in them with you know closing sales all that stuff so we follow this van as it drives into town and a man in a suit gets out it's michael shannon Yay! who is named Maynard grieger and he opens his general store and starts turning on the lights, which is obviously struggling and it's in a block full of struggling businesses, and he shovels his sidewalk off of all the snow and he looks left and right and none of the rest of the block is shoveled at all. So he goes and shovels the whole block.
1: Oh well which that was nice. Sets of him. up
0: his character as the <laughs> nice guy doing everything.
1: <laughs> maybe if he stopped doing everything, other people would shovel the
0: own sidewalks. Maybe, or they probably wouldn't because they're closed. Yeah, maybe. This movie has a lot of vignettes and montages in it. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot. So, I'm going to do my best to try to make sense of these shortcuts to different little vignettes. So, for instance, in the opening here, a mom comes in the store with her kid to get some food. She can't pay her bill. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Maynard. Could you put that on my tab? And he's like... No problem, and puts it in his ledger, and then he gives the kid a little extra treat just because he's that kind of guy.
1: Yeah, he's a nice one.
0: Yep. Everyone's out of work because the mill is shut down, and his shop assistant Judy Greer, who is named Parker in this film,
1: Judy Greer.
0: Judy Greer. I yeah. Love this Judy movie Greer has an amazing cast, and they are largely wasted. It's wonderful.
1: Judy Greer is always wasted. She's fabulous, and she should be a lead in all of the movies ever.
0: Well, she is a lead in this movie, so you got that. <laughs> yeah. Yay! So Judy Greer, who plays Parker, his office assistant, sees this and comments that he's such a nice guy. He's always helpful. And he's like, thanks, Parker. And he's just, like, kind of a quiet guy. A little while later for the next vignette, Ian McShane, who plays the character Bart, comes in to sell a bunch of meat. So he's a hunter or a trapper, and he's got, like, some elk steaks and stuff. And he's swigging from a flask of moonshine, and, like, waxing political about how, oh, everyone's going to die, so we're all a little crazy. At least you should be crazy to think about it. And, you know, look at you, Maynard. You never doing anything you're boring you're safe you stay in here and here let me give you a bottle of moonshine if you ever want to cut loose a little bit
1: it's like 9 a.m yeah exactly (laughs) good choices all around
0: (laughs) yeah so it's sort of setting up again that maynard is known as the safe nice guy and here's bart who is like the you know wild man trapper who has his own still and makes moonshine out in the woods
1: so okay i'm assuming something's gonna happen that's gonna upset maynard's perfect little world uh danielle did you write this
0: movie (laughs) no Just seems obvious plotting. (laughs) So Maynard's excited about the steaks. He's like, oh, my wife is going to love these. I'm going to go home early and surprise her. I'll give you three guesses what happens. You'll only need one.
1: He gives them away.
0: (laughs) He's going to take the steaks home to his wife.
1: Yeah, but he gives them away to somebody else. No. He doesn't make it home early. (laughs) He does. His wife is cheating on him.
0: Hey! (laughs) I did do three guesses. I was wrong. (laughs) Fuck you.
1: I thought we were still talking about the stakes. I was confused. <laughs> I no, didn't the stakes realize just the catalyst to get him
0: home early. So he's going home.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize he'd actually gone home, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry, I should have been clear about that. But you got there. You didn't I even fit. need that, Danielle. You still got there. So I think you figured it out. So the, his wife Connie is played by Christina Hendricks, mm-hmm. obviously wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so he goes in the house. He has flowers, and like I said, if you can't see where this is going, I don't know <laughs> why. Because it's the most well, obvious. Well, it's telegraph. Super obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so he hears like dog barking upstairs. And so this movie is actually better than the both of us because what happens next is completely unexpected. He goes upstairs. He opens the door and he finds his wife in a full rabbit fursuit, Uh canoodling with a guy in a wolf fursuit. Like they're like standing up, like rubbing arms on each other. So when this happened, I had to pause the movie because I was (laughs) shook. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why did the fursuit come out in the middle of this Christmas movie out of nowhere? <laughs>
1: that's their kink, Sam. It's
0: okay. Well, that's only kind of... This is so weird, Daniel. I can't even express it because <laughs> I did not see that coming because, wow, I knew the cheating was going to happen. I upset his perfect little world, but I did not expect this. Maynard is somehow just like taking this with a plum. He's like, oh, huh? And he's like sort of asking questions. He's not like freaking out. <laughs>
1: excuse me, can <laughs> yeah, like, you explain yeah, what's of. happening here, please?
0: So he's like, "What? what's going on? And the guy in the wolf suit says he's going to leave. And Maynard is like, oh, I know you. You're Is that Jack? And Jack is Ron Perlman?
1: Don't they all know each other? The sound seems pretty
0: small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he identifies him as Jack, who is played by Ron Perlman. That's
1: quite the cast.
0: Who- I know. It's such a good cast. And he's the sheriff. And they haven't having sex, as Jack explains, because this is the club. And the club says you can't have sex. And there's also a club of furries in this small town with 32 members in the Tri-County area. It's weird, Danielle. Also, this whole idea about the club can't having sex. I mean, I think this movie... Didn't spend the five seconds on Google it takes to figure out that furries are very much about sex.
1: They're probably furries that aren't as into sex.
0: I'm sure there are. But like, again, it's not I just don't know why the movie decided to make this club about the abstinent furries.
1: Well, maybe it was more because they didn't all want to, like, cheat on each other with each other's partners. And so but they still wanted the furry club.
0: <laughs> Danielle, you're putting way more thought into the furry club over this Tri County area of this movie, did.
1: I like they get to like. A, there's apparently a population of people in this small town that all like the same thing, but don't want to necessarily share partners. I mean, that could just be a rule on your book.
0: I guess, sure. <laughs> But he insists that the whole idea isn't even a sex thing.
1: Oh, well, that's not necessarily true.
0: Yeah, so this movie treats furries as a punchline, which isn't okay. And it's probably one of the biggest problems they have with the movie. But it's so lazy and clearly knows so little about them that's more of a joke on the writers and how wrong they are than is offensive. Like, it's too stupid to find offensive, almost. <laughs> anyway, his wife is like, I'm so bored, we never do anything fun, it's such a small town. And so Maynard correctly points out that... It's crazy. Instead of talking about to him, she just becomes a closet furry. Like, that's her solution to being bored at home. <laughs> so he's like, no, this doesn't make any sense. That doesn't add up. It's still cheating. Yeah, exactly. It's a, At least it's an emotional affair, yeah, if nothing else. Yeah. And he keeps calling Jack's costume a squirrel. And Jack is like, no, it's a wolf. And then he, like, howls for some reason, just, like, prove he's a wolf.
1: It's so well, that weird. proves it. All right, everybody, he's a wolf.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is not the time, Jack. You don't need to be defending your your suit choices to this guy when he's confronting his wife about the affair she's having and you then know, think the room. that
1: like defending it is howling <laughs> like yeah, oh come on because i howl i'm obviously a wolf
0: it's so like out of left field I the movie is like 10 minutes on in, and it's already off the rails <laughs> it's so great it's on netflix by the way so you know have an <laughs> afternoon free <laughs> So Jack, the sheriff, was like, Maynard, you can't tell anybody about this. Please just keep this under wraps. I gotta you know, I'm asking you a favor, I'm I'm a big deal around here, I'm the sheriff.
1: But apparently half the town is in this furry group.
0: Well, it's a tri county area, so I'm assuming it's more than just this oh, town. But again, okay. it's still a pretty a rural area, so there can't be <laughs> that many people in the whole tri county area. Connie's like, we need some time apart. And so Maynard is obviously devastated and just sort of walks out without saying anything to either of them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is oh, amazing. This movie takes every opportunity to be great. <laughs> he drives off. While I presume on the radio, because we hear this music, the Chipmunks' Christmas song is playing, <laughs> which is so on the nose. I don't, I don't know why the Chipmunks are on the radio, but man, they are great sometimes choice. on the radio. I, I guess I don't listen to enough radio. But is it was, the this Christmas a, song? Yes.
1: Yeah, it totally plays on the radio. Okay, well, it does, see, yeah. this I'm- is what
0: I don't know. <laughs> but. Also, what a great song to choose while he's leaving his recently discovered furry wife's affair.
1: To a potential squirrel, which is very akin to a chipmunk.
0: He's like wolf, yell He howled <laughs> and everything. We went over this. Oh, man. So this movie is making all the right choices, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> That's the only one that matters. <laughs>
0: Well, for me telling it, yeah. All right. So it cuts to the night, and Maynard stumbles into his general store, drunk, as Parker is closing up and locking everything down. Did he get the moonshine from his friend? Yeah. You know, see, you know what? That, that Chekhov's moonshine comes back right away.
1: <laughs> it's not even very long.
0: <laughs> it was like five minutes. He's rambling about how he had tried to go out and breathe in life, and instead all he breathed in was poop. <laughs> rabbit and wolf poop. <laughs> and he's just going on and on in this like sad way he's drinking the moonshine he's getting kind of loopy i have a
1: question or a prediction or please whatever thought. just, wonder- just game, danielle, please <laughs> is this a uh kind of a retelling of it's a wonderful life
0: danielle how did you know
1: because well pottersville christmas story kind of <laughs> suggested it this might be this movie
0: <laughs> Cribs so much from It's a Wonderful Life towards the end uh-huh. that it is wild. Like it is it's like someone said, let's take It's a Wonderful Life and then just shove in a furry rom com into it for some reason.
1: <laughs> I'm here for this. Let's do it.
0: Uh, I'll be honest. The ending is a little boring because it's so cliche, but everything up until that point is gold.
1: All right. So he's he's drunk. He's mad. He's
0: drunk. He's, you know, rambling on about everything, you know, doing that sort of drunken philosophy stuff. And then he mentions that Connie left him. And Parker's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you need to come back to my place this crash?
1: Who was Parker again? Was that the moonshine guy?
0: Parker? No, that's... that's uh,
1: oh, the assistant.
0: Yeah, Judy Greer.
1: Okay. Got it. Sorry, yeah, Mr. Parker's name. Judy. You know me and names. I <laughs> had like Judy Greer in my head. <laughs>
0: And so Parker's like, hey, you need a place to stay. You can come to my place. Obviously, they're going to end up together because it's a rom-com and we know how this works.
1: Yeah, I called that from the moment you introduced her as a character. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I figured that out. Too. I was, like, Is that his I was wife? surprised
1: when she was married. <laughs> when he was married, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. really?
0: <laughs> You know, I need I to identify, like, no, I'm going be his wife. And then, oh, he has a wife. That's not her. Okay, well, that's going to be his wife.
1: <laughs> the same thought process I just went through.
0: So, again, this movie is wonderful because everything that you expect to happen happens, but so much that you don't expect to happen <laughs> also happens. The best movies. It's really great about, like, here are all these cliches, but also, here's a bunch of weird nonsense. <laughs> so Maynard, Alexa, stay by himself. So he does ask Parker if she belongs to the furry sex club, and she's like... Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like, yeah, I guess, but also kind of an about face to just abandon your sad <laughs> Did she sad, answer the question? Friend. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: she did. I mean, she might be. Half the town, apparently, as you pointed out. So Maynard is sort of stumbling around his store. He looks around and he spots a ghillie suit hanging on the corner of the shop. And he's like, if she wants a furry, she'll get a furry. <laughs> so he changes into a camo outfit, puts on the ghillie suit, then goes into the back of his store and pulls out the Halloween box and takes a gorilla mask <laughs> out of the Halloween box, which he has in his store for some reason. <laughs> and he puts on this mask, he's looking into the mirror, and he's like psyching himself up, he says, you know what a gorilla would do to a bunny? Eat it alive! <laughs> And he's, like, this super menacing way, and he's, like, getting so psyched up to be this gorilla fursuit thing. And he just, like, put together, and I am here for this, Daniel. <laughs> I am so here for this. It's the best.
1: Why is there a gorilla head with the ghillie suit?
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's got, like, gloves on. He's the whole thing, like, you know, hunting gloves. But it's – it looks – doesn't look great, Danielle. I mean... <laughs>
1: well, I Imagine it would not. I know many
0: fursuits cost hundreds or thousands of dollars and are painstakingly put together as labors of love. This is not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he drunkenly wanders outside yelling and growling and then we cut to the next morning. He's sleeping naked in his office... <laughs> Parker walks in, wakes him up, and then, like, quickly ducks back out of, you know, embarrassed. Like, oh, you should get yourself together. But also, you got to see this. And so Maynard gets up, and he goes outside, and his shop is full of people watching a tiny little black-and-white TV he has on a shelf. And they're watching the news. And I don't know why they're all gathered in the general store watching the news, because maybe they don't have TVs at their homes.
1: (laughs) There's no TVs anywhere else in town. Just this one black-and-white TV.
0: This tiny little black-and-white TV. And it's obviously not the only TV in town, as we'll learn later, because everyone is obsessed with this one show. But also, what a weird, like... I guess this is the local place where everyone gets together to watch the news in the morning. It doesn't make any sense, Danielle.
1: (laughs) Maybe they were all over the coffee shop and then word spread and that was the closest TV.
0: Yes, the coffee shop Though this economically devastated town supports. Okay,
1: every town has a coffee shop, Sam. <laughs> it does not matter how economically devastated it is. There's always a place, that ser- some diner that serves coffee.
0: I can't argue with that. There has to be a coffee shop, somewhere. You're right. And maybe it, this is the coffee shop because he has like tables set up too. So I don't know. There's like a general store slash Coffee shop. deli. <laughs> It uh, doesn't matter. The movie doesn't care. You shouldn't care. <laughs>
1: okay. I'll let it go.
0: There's this news broadcast where the reporter Stacey Gutierrez, played by Elana Hurst, or Elena Hurst, sorry if I got that name wrong, she's standing in front of the old closed down mill and a bunch of people from the town are gathered around. They're all saying, there was a Bigfoot sighting last night. <laughs> so while she's interviewing people from the town, Maynard is having flashbacks to running around in his gorilla suit through the town last night, making noise and yelling. <laughs>
1: And I all like, they're like, yep, that's Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly. like No one recognizes obviously terrible costume for what it is, <laughs> which becomes a thing throughout this movie. I'll tell you.
1: That's good. I'm glad they're going to bring it back.
0: At one point, one of the people being interviewed describes how the Squatch was drinking out of his little boy peen fountain they have in their yard. Oh, no. And, of course, if you think this movie doesn't have a solid flashback of that happening, you underestimate this movie, Danielle, because <laughs> it does. You get to see a man in a in a gorilla suit drinking out of a boy peen fountain in a yard. So
1: <laughs> It's that kind of movie.
0: Yeah, movie delivers, Danielle. <laughs> So I know you know what's going to happen with Michael Shannon or Maynard and and Parker, but do you have any idea where this movie's going to go next?
1: Um, no. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you do. Right, it's exactly right. This movie is like one of the most cliche and also the hardest to predict thing because it is insane. <laughs> so apparently this bigfoot sighting is huge news like not just in the town i just like that they all get on
1: board they're like that's what it was (laughs) can't possibly be anything
0: else no everyone's like yep bigfoot it's gotta be bigfoot no other option everyone's like yeah definitely but definitely a squatch. i mean i was stoned at the time when i saw it but we all read it was a squatch. <laughs> as one of the people actually says something like that do people
1: call them squatches
0: yes really unfortunately they do
1: <laughs> excellent good to know
0: sasquatch bigfoot they have, there's a few squatches thrown in there it's a thing <laughs> so maynard grabs the costume he stuffs it into his like you know bank duffel bag where you like you know the by these transport the money to the bank and he puts his costume and then he runs off to how the much money does office. he have in
1: those duffel bags nothing
0: nothing right no i just puts mean the... like why
1: would he have an entire duffel bag for money i don't
0: know i've, I've transported, transported money
1: to banks you just have like a big envelope thing maybe it's just a duffel bag in, yeah, but they
0: call it like, a money bag later <laughs> in the movie or maybe the friends i was, it's I was a, confused it's a,
1: it's a bank money stealing bag
0: Okay, yes. it's as a bank robbery. that you don't know about. Yeah. So what you don't realize is this movie is actually a heist movie where Maynard, disguised as <laughs> Bigfoot, is going to rob the Pottersville Bank. No, I'm just saying. Because they're doing so well economically, they've got lots of money to spare.
1: <laughs> I meant like maybe that's why he was still functioning while everybody else was out on their luck is because previously he'd used that bag to rob a bank. <laughs>
0: He thought if he did that, he'd have a, like a his wife would be more into him.
1: No, he's seeing he kept it low key because he didn't want anybody to know. But he's just been slowly like doling it out. It's like Robin Hood. Okay,
0: <laughs> yes, Robin Squatch.
1: <laughs> anyway, continue on. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, it's a good theory, Danielle. I want you to expand on this at some point.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> bring it back.
0: So he goes to the sheriff's office and he's carrying this bag into the sheriff's office and he sees all these crowds gathered around, milling about, talking to the reporter person and like. What Like one Bigfoot sighting, the whole town just turns up and just starts standing around just like, yeah, that was a Bigfoot last night. And they're like talking about it. It's so weird that this is like the biggest thing.
1: Not in a small town. It's a small town.
0: Yeah. But like, why are they all standing around in the middle of daylight outside in like a square, you know, gather in there wherever they gather, like in their coffee shops or whatever.
1: I don't know. They just decided a couple of people were standing outside and then more joined them. The town is small and then everybody was downtown.
0: Sure. I thought it was weird, but what do I know? (laughs) So he goes in and sees Sheriff Jack and Sheriff Jack tries to look like, there's nothing sexual between Connie and me. It's just about the club. And again, I'm not sure this movie has Googled furries, but more (laughs) than just to figure out that they are a thing that exists. So
1: They didn't bring out a furry expert to like
0: walk through the process. Yeah. No, which again, I don't know any furry experts. I'm not a furry expert, but I have been on the internet. So (laughs) I have some ideas. Anyway, as he's talking, Maynard's like, hey, I need to complain about something. I got to explain. And they're interrupted as the deputy comes in. and's like, hey, you got a phone call from a producer who wants to talk it to the sheriff. And the sheriff's like, all right, uh, we'll talk about this later, Maynard. Don't worry about it. And of course, cuts him off. Everything goes unexplained. And the sheriff takes this call from some TV producer. So this is apparently a big deal.
1: So he was planning to go tell him what was
0: up? Yeah. Like, like hey, the Sasquatch thing was me. I got to tell you about it. But he didn't have a chance because circumstances. Sure. And
1: for the rest of the
0: movie... They will not,
1: he will not tell them.
0: (laughs) Yep, exactly right, Danielle.
1: (laughs) Because you only have one chance in life. You can never just like interrupt or come back 20 minutes later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So this is walking outside from the sheriff's office. Two people whose names we never get, at least that I could recall, walk up to Maynard and are like, we've been researching this whole Bigfoot thing that apparently just happened last night. (laughs) So they've been on it. (laughs) And they're playing these sort of nerdy, excited types, and they're like telling Maynard how they have this idea, and they're getting really into the Bigfoot merch game. They want to sell Bigfoot merch at his store, and they'll let him put their merch in his store. And he's like, yeah, sure, he absolutely agrees, because he spots his wife walking down the street. So he runs up to her, and he's like, Connie, I need to talk to you. And she's like, I can't talk right now because Bigfoot, which, what? (laughs)
1: I know I cheated on you, but you know what? There was a Bigfoot sighting, and can we, like, prioritize important things right now?
0: No, that's right. She's like, I need to talk to you. She's like, I can't talk. I'm too excited about Bigfoot. She's super excited about Bigfoot. It's like, uh, is she into Bigfoot? Well, because she's yeah. in, who knows? And she's like, it's the most exciting thing to happen in decades. I gotta go. And she won't even, like, talk to him for the five minutes while they're walking. It's such nonsense. This movie is trying so hard he deserves to have better Maynard than this. not explain to anybody to anything. <laughs> So that's the kind of movie this is going to be. Anyway, so Maynard, while she's walking away from him, has this epiphany that he is going to be the Bigfoot this town needs. <laughs> okay, that's the obvious solution. <laughs> he sees like how excited people are getting, and he's like, "This is it. I'm going to be the Bigfoot." Also, he's like. My wife's kind of into Bigfoot, you know. If I do this thing and then I come back to her that I'm Bigfoot, maybe she'll come back to me, I think, is part of his thought process.
1: I mean, it's nice of him to have a conversation with himself about, like, meeting his wife's potential needs. But she also yeah. needs to have, like, a conversation with him about where she is in the relationship <laughs> and what she needs.
0: <laughs> no, no. This is not like, – he doesn't actually have this conversation. He's just sort of like, huh. And you see a bunch of, like, montage from getting his Bigfoot suit together. No. But I'm reading the subtext here. Right. (laughs) But no, he is absolutely, like, being the doormat here, which is sort of the whole thing from earlier, I think.
1: So his idea to, like, revitalize the economy of this small town through Bigfoot merch.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's part of it. Part of it, he's just, like, seeing everyone excited. And I think part of it, at least initially, is his wife is so into it.
1: Right. All co- those things combined causes yeah. him to decide he's not going to tell anybody that he was yep. drunk gorilla ghillie man.
0: Yeah. And that he's going to be Bigfoot in perpetuity, I guess.
1: <laughs> does he use the same costume or
0: does he like step up his game? Oh, it's the same costume, Danielle. <laughs> no. He does like touch it up a bit. Like he paints the costume a little bit better. Like the eyes got like a little worn out. So he paints them a little clearer. But other than that, it's basically the same gorilla mask on a ghillie suit costume <laughs> that wouldn't fool a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> He went to what the town needs, Sam. Exactly. Like this is like Batman, like I'm not the hero the town deserves, I am the one it needs. <laughs> the squatch. The squatch it needs. <laughs> yeah you go. <laughs> Oh, man, this movie, I swear. So it cuts to the night where he's back in costume. He's running through the streets yelling, putting on a big show. It's like cutting to a bunch of different little scenes of him running through the town. So it's a montage of that interspersed with more interviews on the news about people saying, oh, I saw him, or I saw this. And then more shots of like buses rolling up for Bigfoot tours and those guys selling merchandise store. Basically, business is booming. The Squatch Market is a hot market. <laughs> Um, There's also just a random shot of a furry party where they're like holding drinks in their fursuit and Maynard's wife just declines his call as he's calling her and like, "Mm, cold blooded, man. (laughs) harsh. Very harsh.
1: Who knew that Pottersville was going to turn into a Sasquatch movie?
0: Every description literally spells out that he dresses up as a gorilla and becomes a Sasquatch. Well, that's
1: the entire plot of this movie, apparently, so.
0: Yeah. You you understand why I couldn't give you a description. of gave that away.
1: Yeah, you can't, (laughs) because that's bananas.
0: (laughs) It's so bananas. I love it. It's a Christmas Squatch movie.
1: (laughs) Like who was sitting around on a table and was like, hmm, let's come up with a movie. Oh my gosh, I have the most brilliant suggestion.
0: (laughs) So you know how It's a Wonderful Life is the super Super sweet classic about a man who gives his all and then is redeemed by the love of his friends what if that movie had more sasquatches <laughs> and <than> furries
1: <laughs> sold let's make yeah,
0: it them, they did where's judy they, greer they
1: we need our stat
0: <laughs> oh we need judy greer we need ron perlman we need everyone ian mcshane we get all star cast for our sasquatch <laughs> it's a wonderful life movie <laughs> labor of love I did not look up how much this movie cost to make or how much money this movie didn't make, but I guarantee it's definitely in the negatives.
1: <laughs> it was probably funded by the actors.
0: Oh man, they're having fun, I guess. By Sasquatch Society. I mean, like if someone came up to me and said, Sam, famous actor that I am in this universe, <laughs> would you like to be in our Sasquatch Christmas movie? I'd be yes. Absolutely 100%. yes.
1: <laughs> Got right, me so in.
0: I can't blame anyone for being in this movie. It's like it's the role of a lifetime. <laughs>
1: the role they're proudest of
0: how often you get to play both like the romantic lead hero and a, a guy pretending to be a sasquatch it's never, just like never yeah this is
1: the only like in the <laughs> venn diagram of life
0: <laughs> rom-coms christmas <laughs> movies and sasquatch movies there's one point <laughs> of intersection and is this movie <laughs>
1: and <it's> this movie
0: <laughs> yeah oh so good <laughs> So this montage is happening of Maynard running around in the gorilla suit and everyone like talking to the news and the scene getting bigger and bigger and snowballing and the town is getting decorated for Christmas and Bigfoot at the same time, it's like Bigfoot stalls, like Bigfoot hot dog stand goes up at the same time, like the Christmas tree gets lit up. So it's like very like weirdly tying Bigfoot to Christmas.
1: Uh I mean, the patron saint of Christmas is definitely Bigfoot Sasquatch.
0: Bigfoot the patron saint of Christmas. You know what? (laughs) I will. I I love that. I'm going to have to update my ad calendar for more squash. <laughs> <laughs> And again, I don't know really why they were tying this all together, but at one point they were panning up this Christmas tree as like being lit, like the lighting of the Christmas tree. I'm like, please that there be a, a Sasquatch tree topper on top of that Christmas tree. Was that? Please that there? there be sa- no. There was just a star.
1: That's so sad.
0: Lost opportunity. Lost opportunity movie. Lost opportunity for sure. <laughs> I wanted to see Sasquatch standing on top of that Christmas tree, and I was like, ooh, yay!
1: You could have Squatch all over that town, like in the nativity <laughs> scenes. You know, in
0: the- <laughs> this movie, just for whatever reason has the christmas stuff and the sasquatch stuff just not related to each other at all they're just both happening like in parallel i don't i wish they had married the two aesthetics together
1: Uh, that's sad who was the person in charge of all the like setting and scenery
0: i don't know but i got enough words with them in this universe sam the famous actor in the sasquatch movie i'm going to be saying putting a lot of suggestions out on set for this movie (laughs) First suggestion, more Squatch in my Christmas tree, please. Squatch it up in here. (laughs) All right. And so the whole town is very blasé about Sasquatch running around. Like, there's this one scene during the montage of uh, Ian McShannon running around where he's running outside this family's house, outside their window, when the Christmas lights come on. Everyone sees him, like, you know, standing in the middle of their lit front yard in the middle of the night, and the kid walks up and goes, Merry Christmas, Bigfoot! (laughs) And then Maynard just like goes, runs off. So they're all
1: like super excited about it, but also very blasé about sightings.
0: Yeah, they're very excited, but they're like, oh, hey, Bigfoot, Merry Christmas to you. There's a Bigfoot in my yard. That clearly isn't just a guy in a mask because the lights are on, I can see. (laughs) Well, it's so obvious he's just in a gorilla mask, but everyone's just like, no, that's Bigfoot. So that's like the first of many montages where so business booming. The general store people are coming in and out. The merch guys are selling out all their Sasquatch merch. And then they come and like, hey, man, you have to see this. And they take Maynard outside and there's a helicopter landing.
1: Ooh. And it's
0: this big helicopter. And the two guys are like fanboying like crazy. Like, oh, my God, it's him. I can't believe he's really here. And so apparently who is here is this guy who hosts a monster hunting reality TV show. Yes. And his name is Brock Masterson? Of
1: course it is. I mean, that's exactly what I would have picked if you had asked me what his <laughs> name was.
0: And it's played by Thomas Lennon, so, you know, kudos. <laughs> and he steps out of this helicopter and he's looking all dapper in a puffy vest and he's Australian because obviously. Yeah, of course. And the show was called Monster Finder because creativity <laughs> and <laughs>
1: but that's what those shows are named i mean i know very like realistic bigfoot so far. Is, is
0: actual show or something like that i remember it was a whole like multi-season series about finding bigfoot oh it's not finding bigfoot that was the name of it <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was bigfoot hunter earlier but it's finding bigfoot obviously so i guess that just proves your point about names there danielle
1: <laughs> you want the audience to know immediately what your show is about <laughs>
0: But, Danielle, they never found Bigfoot in that show because, again, Bigfoot, is that real? But it's an
1: ongoing—finding implies it's an ongoing finding.
0: (laughs) You're right. It's not found, Bigfoot. You got me there, Danielle. Again, tenses come to the rescue.
1: That way, it didn't matter whether or not they found Bigfoot because they were still finding him.
0: (laughs) So, anyway, this guy is clearly a Finding Bigfoot-inspired knockoff Uh in this movie. And it's great because, again, who saw that coming? This movie is wild. (laughs) I could not contain my excitement for this. I was like, oh gosh, is this going to be too Christmassy? This, this movie looks kind of dull. I'm like, oh, okay, nope, movie. You are everything I hoped you would be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so. So Brock Masterson is like, we need to go to the mountain to search and he's like giving a speech to the crowd and like you know, say hey I'm Brock Masterson. I'm here to find your Bigfoot. And I'm gonna like get him on TV and you're all gonna be famous. You're gonna put this town back on the map and we have to go to the mountain to find Bigfoot. And anyone who wants to come with me to search, just come along. Which like that's not how those shows work. You just invite like a <laughs> <strangers>. hundred randos <laughs> to tramp through your your set. <laughs> so i don't know bold choice there brock but you know they all turn up he goes to the mountain and everyone's just there and the sheriff is like okay everybody form a search party
1: (laughs) so the whole town goes up there decides to form a search party to find this guy who is just showing up in people's backyards they could literally just wait it out (laughs) yeah
0: and also it's the middle of the day and he's only been seen at night so you know great time to be looking for bigfoot
1: (laughs) you could literally just have an all call like uh, what are those called? The like phone trees? a uh, phone <laughs> bank, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just like wait, and then some kid could be like, "I saw him in my backyard." I think it's
0: like the Bigfoot hotline. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see Bigfoot in your backyard? Call us. All, and they already have the helicopter. It wouldn't be hard to find him. Like track him through the through the town. No, like if, literally yeah. within
1: twenty four hours, you'd have a sighting of Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> no, but Brock Masterson, he's not here for the Bigfoot. He's here for the drama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's only been sighted in town, right? But they're going to the mountains because yeah. why not? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, because it's a better set. Thing, you know? <laughs> yes, it looks like, better. It's
1: easier to do a search with all the people.
0: And I'm saying Brock Masterson is here about the TV show. He doesn't really care about Bigfoot or anyone else. He's like, this is going to look good. And so he's like filming and he's doing all this stuff. And they're they're searching out and they get called over. and They find a dead deer.
1: Oh, did Bigfoot eat it?
0: Uh, No, it's just a dead deer. And everyone in town dismisses it. It's like, oh, just, you know, we see a lot of those because, again, rural town right. deer. But Brock like gets down and he's like, see how his leg is bent backwards? Only a squatch would do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, all that studying they've done on Sasquatches.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's like pulling the whole, you know, oh, I've seen this before. You know, back in like the Yetis uh, or whatever in Australia, they do the same thing. You're like, what?
1: Are there Yetis in Australia too?
0: Or or some like, you know, Bigfoot adjacent creature? I forget what exactly it was. The Yetis come up later and this is the first thing that came to mind. Well, they're similar. so he's doing this whole shtick and like the trapper guy, Bart, the moonshine dude, uh-huh. he says, it just stepped in a hole on its leg and died from exposure. And Brock's <laughs> like, quiet, quiet. No, it's clearly a Bigfoot because no, I've seen clearly. this before. <laughs> yeah. So he's doing like the whole, like, I'm the smart guy here. And then he does a bunch of takes. So he like stands up as like, there's a Bigfoot here. And he's like, okay, let me do it again. Let me do it again. Let me do it without the glasses. He gets on, does it again. He does like seven times in front of the crowd. And they're all, like, ooh, every time. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs>
1: I like that the crowd's involved.
0: I know. So then he's like, all right, let's all get a beer. And they're back at the general store, and it's night, apparently, now. <laughs> and they're all having sitting around in the general store, which is apparently also not just the coffee shop, TV place, and uh, bar.
1: <laughs> Maybe they had a very limited set. Do any of these people work? No. <laughs> Because they so I mean, some far of them sell been... hot dogs
0: that are Bigfoot themed, some of them sell merch that's Bigfoot themed. But no,
1: what did they all do prior to this? Like
0: work at the mill, Danielle. The mill's closed. Well, I
1: understand that a lot of them may not have jobs, but they still like they still have to be making a living somehow, or there are other businesses that could. You still need things in a town.
0: I, I agree, Danielle. But these people's lives are enigmas. They are <laughs> merely there to support the Bigfoot adventure, and their personal want, needs, desires are irrelevant. <laughs> Bigfoot, Bigfoot backups is. First, Bigfoot is everything. (laughs) Okay. So Masterson is like sitting on top of one of the tables and he's like holding court and like telling everybody about his adventures and how this and that. I did this cool thing in the Himalayas. I did this cool thing over there. And everyone's just eating it up. (laughs) And he's outlining this plan. like, I have to go out alone at night to get the beast on film. And he's going on and on about like how he's going to do this. And Connie is sitting there in the audience like, you're so brave. Do you ever dress up as the animals you're in search of? <laughs> you know, as, like, camouflage. <laughs> and she is clearly super into this.
1: So he does monster hunting, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he so does. So, like,
1: it, what, does he just dress, dress up as, like, a chupacabra? Does he dress up as, no. <laughs> like, what other monsters does he dress, like, Nessie?
0: <laughs> no, he doesn't do any of that. Connie's like...
1: No, What she? what does she think he's dressing up as? Because there just aren't that many monsters that are easy to dress up
0: as. I agree. But she's like... <laughs> Clearly, super turned on by the concept of Brock Masterson dressed up as some Sasquatch or other creature. (laughs) So, I agree. It's not like, why would that help you catch a Yeti if no (laughs) one's seen a Yeti? Like, how would you dress up as it? It doesn't make any sense. So I had a question earlier about like when she was first talking to Brock about like if she was horny for Masterson or horny for Bigfoot. And the answer seems to be both. Both.
1: Well, he's apparently very attractive and charming.
0: He is. And so after this exchange, Masterson whips out an acoustic guitar because he's that kind of guy. And he's like, I'm going to perform a song for you, uh, one that I wrote about <laughs> a Yeti that I encountered.
1: That's classic. I mean, he's he's obviously the guy who has a guitar at the party.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. And just before he starts playing, he's like, this performance is dedicated to Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) And then he plays this absolutely atrocious song about him detracting a Yeti, and he's not a good singer. And this goes on for way too long. Like, the movie lets us hear the whole song, basically, (laughs) for some reason. And while that's going on, Maynard tries to go talk to Connie about, like, hey, can we talk now? She's like, no, no, he's singing. (laughs) Go away.
1: And she just, she clearly does not care if he breaks up with her. No, she
0: has well, nothing to do with him. And he also probably isn't trying that hard to talk to her. If this is like his place. I'll wait till the guy's singing and then I go talk to her. Like, I know,
1: but he, she got caught. Like, it's it's even it's no. even more her responsibility to go up and talk to him about it. And she's just like, yeah, I'm really, really involved with this Yeti situation. Sorry.
0: Bigfoot, Danielle, please. <laughs> Sorry. He's singing about a Yeti. That's what
1: I meant, <laughs> the Yeti situation.
0: <laughs> okay. But she's also really involved in the Bigfoot situation. She is both Bigfoot
1: and Yeti situation. She is like very into right now.
0: It's disturbing, which
1: ironically is her husband. So you know that that's something. Yeah, I know that's
0: kind of like a big part of this. (laughs) So just as Masterson finishes his Yeti song, Bart the tracker, he pulls the Jaws nail on a chalkboard thing and basically says the Jaws line verbatim: "You know who I am. What I do for a living." If you really want to be world famous, we need to catch that thing, and I'll do it. He basically gives the exact same quote.
1: I should have seen that coming when he said he was a tracker. I don't know why I never got to that. Yeah, yeah,
0: nope. They're like this movie takes no cliche opportunity missed. It just takes them all.
1: I got really sidetracked by the Sasquatch plot that I forgot that he was even a character.
0: Like all wonderful magicians, this movie dabbles in misdirection. (laughs) So he gives that exact speech. And, you know, if you need it, I'll track it for you. I'll do all that stuff. And the sheriff was like, okay, we'll let you know. And then he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so that was an interesting choice.
1: Does he ever get to track it? Are you going to tell me?
0: Uh, You'll find out, Danielle. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I'm sorry to disappoint you, what you'll find out in like 15 minutes. <laughs> I want to know now. <laughs> well, patience is a virtue, Danielle. You have to have patience to see what the Squatch is going to Not do. Not
1: right now it isn't. <laughs>
0: So we get the Maynard who is clearly practicing in his car about confessing to Connie about being in Bigfoot and how he did it for her and how he has to make it work so he won't let anyone down and how like nervous he is and how much he's like trying to make this all happen. And then he's just outside her house and he doesn't go inside. He doesn't do anything about it. And he sees the production van for Masterson's show drive by and he sort of drives off after it as they're going off into the woods. Like he's clearly going to try to play the Sasquatch for the cameras to keep the whole thing going. Right. So there's another quick montage of him getting the costume ready and getting into it. And he's out in the woods and he's watching the production happen. And Masterson is being a real jerk to his crew. He's like, hey, why are you standing there? Hold! Oh, you're measuring the light. He's, like, doing the Christian Bale on the set of Batman thing. Uh-huh. He's, like, chastising the crew and, like, chewing them out and being a total prima donna. Ouch. And being very unlikable. And Maynard is just watching him from the woods. And so one of the production crew, they go off into the side of the woods. And then he, like, kneels down. He's like, all right, let's get going. And he starts, like, saying, oh, see, sasquatches are drawn to wood because of the <laughs> sap which they eat. And, you know, doing <laughs> all this he sort he of getting m-
1: all this information from?
0: I don't know if Masterson is improvising it or if the actor is improvising it, but it's clearly improvised.
1: Like there's not like a book about I'm sure there's lots of books about Sasquatch and Yetis, but there's no but a action. definitive like book. yeah, there's no like you can't look at it and go, Oh, they eat sap. That's good to know.
0: <laughs> he was like eating sap for their libido, is what he says. Because of course he does. And he's just spewing all these nonsense Sasquatch facts. It's like hitting these sticks together to try to draw the Sasquatch out. He's like, here, Squatch, come get your sap. And it's great. And the, <laughs> That was your
1: Australian accent.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm going to go in and out of it because so does he. <laughs> and the production crew guy, he shakes a bush like, oh, there's the Sasquatch. Like, you know, they're clearly faking it because TV. <laughs> and then he's like, I got to clap for it because Sasquatches are most jealous of people because they're similar to us. So he like claps <laughs> and... Before the production guy can clap back, Maynard in the Sasquatch costume claps instead of like a returning clap. (laughs) And the crew guy's like, What? That's a good joke. It is. And so he keeps going and then he lets out this like Yodel to like I'm gonna make a Sasquatch call. And then Maynard responds like with his own Sasquatch growl and he's like (laughs) And so Masha's like, hey, crew guy, that's very good, but you're a little bit too close. Like, that wasn't me. Like, very funny, but seriously, you're a little bit too close. That wasn't me. So it's that classic sort of misunderstanding. Uh And then Maynard pops out of the bushes going, rawr! (laughs) (laughs) And everyone just turns around and hightails it out of there and just run away screaming. (laughs) Good monster hunters right there. I know. He's like, I guess we didn't get the shot. (laughs)
1: So sad. He did all that work.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we cut to the hotel with Brock is packing to leave, scared. He's like talking to the producer who's like, drop the Brock routine. Uh, it's just us here. And so he's clearly just a regular guy pretending to be Brock Masterson, which is this character he made up for the show. Right. And so she's like trying to convince him, hey, they network, they have an idea. We want you to keep going and we want you to use that tracker guy from earlier to help actually catch mm. the Bigfoot. It'll be the biggest TV event ever. If you, if you manage to catch Bigfoot on TV, this will make your career. If you
1: manage to catch this, this thing, it probably does not exist.
0: <laughs> well, they saw it. It jumped out of them in the woods. And their first thought is, that's Bigfoot, not a guy in a costume. So... <laughs>
1: No, what would have been really good tie-in for this movie is a little book that has all of the um the like Sasquatch facts. Sasquatch, yeah, like the the eating the sap for the libido and everything.
0: It's like that. What's that, the gnome book that was the the inspiration for David the Gnome? Yes. But for like Sasquatches? Exactly. I'm I'm here for it. We yeah. should make the Potter'sville Guide <laughs> to Sasquatches. Sell it. I'm sure
1: we wouldn't need permission at all.
0: <laughs> I mean, what is copyrights? <laughs>
1: Just saying, that would have been a really good tie-in. It would have drawn people to your movie, and vice versa.
0: I don't know if it would have been better than the movie, but (laughs) it would have certainly been something. So Brock is not really on board with the whole Sasquatch hunting idea with the creepy, scary tracker guy, but the producer strokes his ego enough about like how he can go into movies, he can retire the character of Brock Masterson, and he finally agrees to do it.
1: So he doesn't really want to monster hunt?
0: No, of course not. He's just doing this as like a show. Like He's like, this show is not very good. It doesn't get a lot of ratings. I'm just trying to do this so I can break into movies.
1: <laughs> An obvious jump.
0: Yeah, I guess. From monster hunting to, to films. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: that's pottersville for you it never takes the straightest path it always takes the weirdest route to get to the plot that you know is going to happen
1: so when he's like a jerk to the staff he's still actually being a jerk he's not like just pretending to be a jerk
0: no he's actually being a jerk but he's being an australian jerk <laughs> okay he doesn't drop the accent until he's alone with his producer
1: i just wanted to clarify
0: <laughs> no that's like he's absolutely a pretentious jerk <laughs> got it but anyway, so they go out to the cabin where Bart the Tracker is. And they're like, hey, Bart, we want you to come out and help us catch Bigfoot. We'll give you $5,000 to come with us. He's like, $5,000 to go with you, 10000 to catch it. Because, of course. <laughs> and they agree.
1: There's probably some wiggle room, but okay.
0: Nope, no wiggle room. Uh, so they all agree. And he says, fine, but I only want to be the two of us. You know, Masterson and myself out there. And you can bring a camera or whatever, but no crew. We got to you know, do this right. And the sheriff's like, okay, but I'm coming with you because I'm the sheriff. Like, fine, the sheriff can come you. And Brock <laughs> is not into this. He's like, I don't want to be on the loan in the woods with these people. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. I, I don't actually hunt monsters. I'm a TV guy. But his producer convinces him to go along with it. So that's sort of the setup for the third act of this. Are we movie. sure the
1: sheriff is not going to hunt Sasquatch because he's into Sasquatch too? Yes, and or Brock Masterson.
0: I don't know. Maybe he is, but he doesn't show any interest in Brock Masterson. And maybe Bigfoot's aren't his type. <laughs> okay. Maybe he likes bunny rabbits, which is why he was with Connie. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not here to try to read into his his whole thing, Danielle. It's not my business.
1: <laughs> I was just curious because, you know, he's our other character.
0: So the last part of this movie is going to be basically cutting back and forth between the guys hunting in the woods and Maynard in the town. So I'm going to do my best to sort of keep that straight. Okay. So Maynard and Parker are talking in the shop and they're sort of closing up and she's like, I know Bigfoot's fake because, you know, Bigfoot isn't real. It's just some guy. And she's like, it's kind of sad. Is this guy just putting a prank on us to make us all feel bad, to make fun of us? And Maynard's like, well, what if he's doing it because he wants to help and it makes everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And Parker's like, well, now everyone just wants to be on TV. So she's like, you know, showing Maynard that's not always a good idea to give people all this kind of stuff. Right. And Maynard's like sort of defending the Bigfoot guy because, you know, that's him.
1: That's fair. You should defend yourself, yeah. I guess. If you I guess. If you've decided to be a squatch,
0: you should commit if, if to you're the going to the be a squatch, be a proud squatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> commit to the squatch. Squatch life, Danielle. Squatch life.
1: Hashtag squatch life.
0: <laughs> so now we're on the bigfoot hunt it's the middle of the night masterson is like filming with a selfie stick and making bigfoot calls and doing all that kind of stuff while bart and the sheriff kind of like laugh at him in the background <laughs> he's like oh you hear that that's the sasquatch like no that's a coyote and then masterson brings out his guitar because he brought <laughs> that on this hunting trip <laughs> of course he did It's just, like, this wailing on the guitar. He's like, oh, the Sasquatch loves the music. He's, like, wailing, just going, on the guitar, like, not even singing words. And the coyotes are just howling along with them.
1: I'd like to think that they just gave him, like, a free-for-all. They're like, just do whatever you want to do.
0: I kind of feel like he improvised a lot of this movie, and I kind of love it. (laughs) He made this guy super weird. (laughs) Like, not just, like, a phony, but, like, a weird phony.
1: I just like the idea that, like, in real life, he is just basically doing whatever he wants and then saying, attributing it to a Sasquatch. He's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. know I just want to like wail on my guitar. I'm going to tell everybody that it's a Sasquatch call. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this is all for Sasquatch. That's why I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's nonsense. Meanwhile, Maynard is having this crisis of conscience about whether or not to go out on this hunt to pretend to be Bigfoot because now that Bart's on the hunt, it's actually dangerous because he's competent. Right. Whereas, you know, Mastin was not. So he's like, should I go out and keep this thing going? Do they have, like, Guns and stuff? Yeah. So they have Trank guns with them, actually. Oh, okay. They brought Trank guns, although Bart also snuck in like an actual pistol with uh-huh. him as well. So Safe. And they have like trip wires and stuff set up. We'll get to that. But Maynard is like, should I go out there? Should I not? Do I let the legend die, disappoint the town, or do I keep it up and put myself in danger? And so that's what he's doing. And so meanwhile, Parker goes into his office to get the bank bag. Which is where this comes up and looks in the duffel bag. Uh huh. So that's why I'm thinking like this was the bank money bag. I don't know. How much money do they have? I just don't. Maybe Maybe. he was looking for a different bag and it was just kept in the duffel bag or something. I don't know.
1: Maybe they only go once a month to the bank.
0: I don't. know. Maybe whatever it is, I didn't quite put together. But the point is, she goes in there and finds his Bigfoot costume in that bag. Of course. So it's full of Bigfoot. The bag isn't full of money. Danielle's full of Bigfoot costume. Full of Bigfoot. (laughs) Open up
1: the bag. You're like, it's Bigfoot. (laughs) He's in the bag, everybody. I found him.
0: Bigfoot bag. My bag of Bigfoot. My new product from Parker Brothers. Bag of Bigfoot.
1: Bag of Bigfoot.
0: You've heard a barrel full of monkeys? Half a bag of Bigfoot. Bag full of Bigfoot. That's hard to say. Bag of Bigfoot.
1: Bag it's of really- Bigfoot.
0: Bag <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, that doesn't help uh, this podcast at all. So. <laughs> So, however, Parker doesn't say anything to Maynard. She just, like, walks out and, like, looks at him real hard and, like, here's the money bag and then, like, leaves. Uh-huh. So no one talks to anybody in this movie.
1: <laughs> what was her reasoning for not mentioning it to him? Is just because he said earlier maybe he's trying to help out? I
0: guess. Or maybe she's just like, how do I confront my boss that he's playing Bigfoot around town? You go,
1: hey, what the heck's in this bag, dude? <laughs>
0: You could do that. Maybe she's like, I don't want to lose this job because I have nowhere else to go.
1: <laughs> Maybe, but you'd have like a wrongful termination suit if he fired you.
0: <laughs> Look, Danielle, this is at will employment. That doesn't. There's no wrongful termination. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, you can only you, know, you can only get in trouble if you fire somebody for like prejudiced reasons.
1: <laughs> well, you'd be, that's retaliation, though. You know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not retaliation. for
0: what? That she knows she's right, a bigfoot. Well, yeah, for like pointing once. out
1: that he's bigfoot, and then if he retaliates by firing her, I think you'd have a claim. Is my point. <laughs>
0: I don't know anything about labor laws, but I feel like the laws favor the employer or not the employee. But not
1: for retaliation. There are retaliation well, laws it tells a you lot of for what? It's not
0: like calling a whistleblower stuff. It's not like hey, I found you doing something illegal in your office, or I'm reporting sexual harassment. I just think you like, have a case. This is something he does outside of work. It's not related to the work. So if she's harassing him at work because of it, he can absolutely she fire She didn't,
1: didn't harass him though. She would have just been like, hey, what's in the bag? <laughs>
0: Look, Danielle. They, you know what? Their end
1: game—they end up together, and she's not comfortable yet talking to him about like I, I his think She's just like in shock
0: and surprised. She doesn't really know how to broach it. She just sort of like leaves uncomfortably. Sure.
1: Does she ever bring it? I up do you know, know. It doesn't I know matter. Parker.
0: I know that you're like the kind of person who would go up to their boss and them about being Sasquatch, but that's not Parker, Danielle. Parker is Parker.
1: <laughs> not saying I would, but I would deeply consider it. I wouldn't just be like, I'm gonna ignore it, not t- not say anything she's not about her. Ignoring it, ever. it.
0: She's like clearly wrestling with it in- internally. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, continue on. Judy Greer leaves.
0: Parker, Danielle.
1: Parker leaves.
0: <laughs> and we're back at the hunt, and they're all sleeping in the tent, and then a tripwire goes off. They all wake up, and they rush out, and they all have their tranquilizer guns, and they're wheeling them about, and Maston accidentally shoots Jack, the <laughs> sheriff, with the trank gun. Because <laughs> it was a false alarm. It was just a coyote. Saw that coming. Yeah. So <laughs> they they lug the sheriff back to the tent and lay him down, and that was that. That was that wow. little scene. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> it has no bearing on anything. It's just for fun. It was just like a little bit of comedy in in this weird Sasquatch Christmas movie. <laughs> so the next morning, the producer is at the general store buying some whatever apples, I think. And she's like, "They're so cheap here." And she's talking to someone else, another producer, about how like, well, they didn't find the Sasquatch last night, and Brock is not going to laugh because he's already calling me about how he had to like poop in the woods, and this is not for him. And he's going to abandon ship. <laughs> And so, if they don't find it tonight, we're just going to call it off, and we're going to, you know, drop the episode. We're not going to do the Bigfoot episode, because obviously, if we have no evidence for Bigfoot, we can't do the show. And that's crazy, because how many episodes do they have already out? Do they have, like, actually Getty evidence on all no, of the Getty episodes? Not. No, So, like, and they, what is she talking about? And weren't,
1: they, weren't they filming earlier? Even though they didn't get him on camera, they still got the, like, yelling and the clapping and stuff, right? And they were
0: thinking it. They were shaking the bushes and everything. But yeah, like, so, like, you could just
1: make stuff up for days.
0: <laughs> you could make this you could just cut together and say well we didn't find the bigfoot but we found the evidence like he, this is their entire show okay. like they don't actually like track down a chupacabra and like oh we got it show's <laughs> over
1: yeah shenanigans
0: calling it. Yeah, no, it's such a weird, like, ticking clock they put on this to sort of force Maynard's hand on whether or not he's going to be Bigfoot tonight or not. Right. But it's just, like, so contrived. Like, no, they, they wouldn't make something, they wouldn't put this much money into this shoot to just abandon and not just add together something that works. They could do it easily.
1: And they might even, like, prolong it a couple of days just to see.
0: Yeah, no, it's dumb. But so, Maynard hears, of course, this and is like, uh-oh, this is the last chance to keep the town's Bigfoot fever going. <laughs> so that night, as they're closing up, Parker invites Maynard over to hang out. She's trying to test the waters to see if he has plans. Like, hey, you doing anything tonight? He's like, no. Do you want to come over, maybe watch a movie? I make a pretty mean jiffy pop. <laughs> and he's just like, no, I'll just be by myself because you know he's got squatching to do. Of
1: course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all that squatching. <laughs> and so Parker walks out and is looking troubled. And we're back on the hunt. And they're all blotto on moonshine. Like, they've all been drinking moonshine and getting completely drunk, and they're just actually having a pretty good time.
1: Sure, but that's a terrible idea, because one, you're supposed to be recording. What if something happened? You all have tranquilizer and guns. No,
0: no, it's a terrible idea, (laughs) but they're, like, having a lot of fun with Mastin, who's making up more Sasquatch facts. He's like, Sasquatch is actually an alien who (laughs) is a criminal and was banished to Earth for his crimes. It was like a Sasquatch prison. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is the kind of conversation I would have with my friends if we were all, like, drunk in the woods. (laughs) So, you know, well done, movie. You got it.
1: See, you heard Sam. You know him.
0: <laughs> uh, so I was kind of into this. you <laughs> a lot of fun. I just wanted to bring that up. So then we cut back to Maynard. Again, this this movie does a lot back and forth. And it's really drawing out this ending and Maynard is sort of packing up and he's sitting at a typewriter and he's typing out this letter and getting his Sasquatch costume ready.
1: Is it like a letter to the, the city? He's like, dear city, if any, in the I event that anything shall happen to me <laughs>
0: danielle i will tell you right now i have no idea what's in that letter and neither will you
1: Oh no why does he have a letter
0: <laughs> so he sends the letter out and you see parker walking down the street looking contemplative does the letter ever come back
1: you just don't know what's in it
0: she turns she runs back into the store to tell maynard hey i know you're sasquatch but he's already gone and she finds the letter in the typewriter she reads it and like cries <laughs> and that's it
1: <laughs> that's nonsense
0: uh, all we know about the letter is that it like really deeply affected parker we don't know what's in the letter we don't know what he wrote but she was moved by it
1: he wrote i robbed a bank that's how i've been surviving at this store for so many years
0: i am sasquatch now this is my life don't look for me I to disappeared to Mexico.
1: My life has been very hard.
0: <laughs> the mill closed, and everyone had no money to pay me. I had to take up squatch. I had to sell my squatch body for money no, out on the streets. He still has
1: some of the bank money. It's under the floorboards, but it is running out, and that's one of the reasons he became squatch. <laughs> the rest of the money is hers. If in the event that he gets tranquilized. <laughs>
0: and found out and Man, or murdered Danielle, i don't know that's a better plot than this movie but certainly no weirder than what we got
1: that is definitely what the letter says sam it explains all the things you
0: know what i believe it I'm, i'm i'm good with that the letter is all about his many crimes okay <laughs> that's why she's crying for the good of the people sam for the yes, his crying for the good of the people because robbing a bank is good for them
1: well he used the money to like let them have ledger balances and, and keep his <laughs> okay. store going he's apparently the only thing open in the entire store he's taken on all the other stores
0: yeah that's true he is now the only place to get any food
1: yeah coffee he did it TV. for them when the mill shut down he went and robbed a bank that's why he has the bank bag
0: Is this the old, like, can you steal a piece of bread to save your family kind of thing, I guess? Okay. Well, I guess Maynard really is the Squatch hero we need.
1: Exactly. (laughs) See?
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What happens next is brilliant. Okay. So after the Parker letter scene of mystery, we now move back to the woods at the hunting party. They are drunk, and they hear a noise out in the woods. And so they arm up. Again, they're drunk to go investigate it. And they're going through and the sheriff is like, wait a minute, what day is it? <laughs> Just, <it's> Squatch day. <laughs> and the sheriff's like, hey, maybe, maybe we shouldn't go through this. And they see like a bunch of lights strung up in the trees. And Jack's like, hey guys, let's, um, oh, screw it. And so they go in and it's this furry woods dance party that's happening in the middle of the woods <laughs> with the furry club. Like they strung a bunch of lights up in the trees in the middle of winter and they're out in their fursuits dancing in the woods. <laughs> and it's like, What? <laughs> And upon seeing them all, the hunting party, enter the clearing where they're having this furry dance party, Connie in her bunny suit is like, welcome to our first annual Squatch Watch spirit gathering. <laughs> and it's like, drawing them in and pulling them close and like, it's, oh, this gets so weird. <laughs> And so they start, like, pulling everyone in, and they're all, like, rubbing them with their hands. They're like, we love big fun. they're, like, chanting that, and they're, like, just rubbing everyone, and Masterson is kind of into it, and obviously Jack the Sheriff is way into it. <laughs> and the only person who's not into it is Bart, who is like, what the heck is going on? And at this point, like, Bart is like, what the heck are you freaks doing? And Jack is like, that's it. They're not freaks. They're people. And I'm one of them. I'm a furry. And we get together. You Jack.
1: You tell them.
0: We like rubbing up on each other in furses because it feels good.
1: (laughs) See, maybe that's why Jack is in it. But the rest of them know what's up.
0: Maybe. I don't know. But Jack (laughs) is clearly passionate about it.
1: I'm glad he spoke his truth. You go.
0: Yeah, I know. So, like, Jack finally gets it out there. But Bart is, like, not having it. And he pulls out his gun. He shoots a shot into the air, which, like, you know, stops everything dead. And is like, this is crazy. Everyone, just get out of here. You all have to leave. Go. We're hunting a Sasquatch. You all get out of here. And all the furries wander off, sadly.
1: Did they know they were nearby doing the hunting? The furries, I have no I mean, idea. Because it seems like a bad idea to, like, go out in the
0: woods. And I'm guessing it was a coincidence. Yeah. But they may have been, like, staying near the production crew.
1: Yeah, but they, like... It's widespread knowledge that these guys are hunting the Sasquatch, yeah. so like, like to go out into the woods while they're hunting is is a choice.
0: <laughs> it's a big forest, Danielle. A lot, a lot of places they could or could not be. Sure. But clearly, these guys were more into Sasquatch than really anyone should be, or at least in the ways that people should be, so <laughs> I don't think they were thinking with their best thoughts.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll give it a pass, I suppose.
0: But yeah, so the furry dance party is broken up, and again, I don't know why. Like the whole furry plot is in this movie because other than being the catalyst for Connie cheating on him, it plays no part in this.
1: But it makes some of the interactions with about Sasquatch kind of funny.
0: It does. I mean, I love it. I'm so glad it's there. Don't get me wrong; the movie would be <laughs> nothing without it. But it's just such a weird choice.
1: <laughs> Maybe whoever like produced it was really into that lifestyle like they, and they, wanted they, they to they like yeah, I wanted to bring it into a movie
0: or like hey this is an untapped market we can really draw on the furry crowd with this movie
1: it's somebody's hobbies they are like they are super into sasquatch they're like into furry <laughs> stuff they're into, yeah they're into Christmas. They're into yeah <laughs> it's a wonderful life it's their favorite christmas movie and they're like this is just like some hollywood
0: execs like wish list of a movie he wants to see and they got like all the best actors to do it man
1: it's like their fanfic of all the things they love
0: that's amazing they really pulled it off an amazing feat then to get such an amazing cast and movie together absolutely
1: so props props to whoever (laughs) put this together and got funding for it and these actors you go you go right open my
0: eyes danielle to the possibilities of potter's (laughs) film Alright, so we cut to Maynard wandering through the woods as the hunting crew go back to camp. Maynard just found him in the middle of the woods somehow because he's apparently a good tracker too. I don't know. And Bart senses that Maynard's there just like sniffing the air because even
1: though he's super drunk.
0: Yeah, I guess like the whole drunk thing is kind of over now. They're sort of walked off their I guess <laughs> That's not
1: quite how drinking works, but okay.
0: Yeah, I know I guess the furry dance party sobered them up. <laughs>
1: That's still not how that works. You still have alcohol in your
0: bloodstream. <laughs> yeah, Danielle I'm not arguing that, but the movie clearly doesn't care. Yeah, all
1: movies do that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And Bart asks Matchison to go, like, do his thing, like, do his Sasquatch calls, clearly as, like, bait to distract the Squatch <laughs> while he goes and hunts it. Uh-huh. And so Bart sneaks around, and the music gets, like, super intense. <laughs> and, like, you know, big, tense music as, like, Matchison is making noise, and Maynard is making calls back to him, a Sasquatch, and they're, like, dodging through the woods, and-, and Bart is, like, hunting him down and looking for him. It's, like, this super tense, oddly, Dispensable ending to this goofy <laughs> movie right now
1: uh-huh
0: and finally bart sees maynard through the trees and he tranks him with the gun
1: oh ah, no
0: and he gets him and he covers him with a sheet and they lift him up and put him in the back of the pickup truck without well, looking that closely at <laughs> him like because you would see first. it's clearly a costume <laughs>
1: I can't really that's the first thing you do is you go and like poke at it.
0: No, they don't even do like the Scooby Doo thing where they like say, "Oh, let's see who with this." Really? No, they just like cover it with the sheet that he has, and I was like, "Let's put him in a truck, take him to town, tell everyone we got Sasquatch without even looking at it."
1: That's the weirdest thing, and that's the most unrealistic thing in this
0: whole movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that that is okay. I just don't
1: think that's any like. There's nothing remotely human about that. You would totally look at the thing you just trained.
0: No, yeah, especially a experienced tracker. Yeah, that's crazy. But they do it. They wrap him in a the sheet. They put his body in the back of a pickup truck. They drive through town. Master is yelling for everyone, come out, come out, we got Sasquatch, we caught him, everyone gather around. He'll like, give this big old speech about how he caught Sasquatch, this is the biggest thing in television history or in humanity's history. <laughs> and and everyone in town is gathered around, and Connie's there in her fursuit, in her bunny rabbit fursuit. I guess she's out <laughs> now with all her other friends who are all in their fursuits, gathered around.
1: Why? Why would they all decide that this is the time to, like, come out?
0: Uh, apparently they no longer care about the secrecy of things when...
1: All in mass, There's not a single person in there that's like I don't really want to tell everybody my personal sexual like life. Not
0: all of them there's only like two people in fursuit. So maybe the rest of them are there but you only see like two of them. <laughs> sure. It doesn't make any sense, but Connie's like I'm come here to see bigfoot in my fursuit. I'm going to do this.
1: <laughs> I mean, if she's going to go anywhere in her fursuit, it would definitely be to see Sasquatch.
0: 100%. So Masterson rips off the sheet and it's clearly a guy in a gorilla suit, but no one figures that out. <laughs> It was like oh ooh, until Parker runs up and is like, "Hey, hey, what'd you do to him?" And she goes, up, like, "It's just Maynard, not Bigfoot." And he like takes off his mask. Like, "Are you okay, Maynard?" And Maxine like freaks out. He's like, "What? This is all
1: fake." I can't believe we looked at this dude. <laughs>
0: No, and just starts ranting. He's gonna sue the whole town. He's gonna to sue all of them. He's gonna like come back. You're all gonna be sued to oblivion. I'm gonna destroy this town. And he like storms off.
1: That's actually a huge news story, though. If you had all that on camera, it was demasking yeah. the Sasquatch that everybody's obsessed about in the entire country right now.
0: Yeah, no, it's clearly he misses that whole thing, <laughs> but he's like so upset that his big break is ruined. And Maynard sort of comes to a bit and it's kind of groggy, just in time for the whole town to start like berating him and be like, Maynard, how could you? How could you do this? I'm going to put my big foot up your big ass for this. <laughs> and like, you know, tearing him apart and yelling at him and Connie like takes off her, uh, I guess, helmet, whatever the top of the fursuit's called. I don't know. Head? <laughs> Hood? No. Wait. Yeah, the head. The head. She takes it off and she's like, Maynard, is that you? She's like, oh, bunny rabbit. I did it for you. And then she like leaves in a huff.
1: Why? She found out her husband was totally like willing to dress up for her.
0: I think she's just mad that it's not really Bigfoot, which is kind of awful in a way. (laughs) She's a terrible person. No, her her intentions towards Bigfoot are questionable at best. (laughs) So we're back to another montage of the town as it dismantles the Bigfoot economy.
1: Oh, so sad.
0: Yeah, they're like closing down like the Bigfoot hot dog stand. All the merch is going away. The tourists are leaving.
1: People would still buy that stuff. It's a huge story. Nope. About the town that like succumbed to Salem Witch Trials-esque like mass hysteria.
0: (laughs) Danielle, I am with you, but this town just, like, gives up immediately.
1: See, that's why they're not doing very well.
0: Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> and there we, we cut to Masterson, you know, interspersed in this montage, talking about how he's, like, suing the town for $150 million or whatever.
1: Yeah, the town, though. They totally have $150 million to give up. It's he's cool.
0: Like, he's like, it's not a class action lawsuit because it's me against the class. So it's like <laughs> a, um anti-class action lawsuit. <laughs> it's so dumb. And he's talking to the, the news interviewer, Gutierrez, about this. And so Maynard is moving out of his home because Connie kicked him out after after seeing all that. like, you get your stuff, get out of here. I'm so mad at you. He should have left a long time ago. Well, yeah, obviously. And Parker's on the phone, like, calling the sheriff, trying to arrange for some kind of meeting to defend Maynard. And so she gets everyone together in a town meeting. And she's talking about how, like, hey, how much Bigfoot merchandise did you sell from his store? Did you give him any of the profit? did he ever ask? You know, the whole It's a Wonderful Life speech about, like, how he does everything for you guys. Where would you be without Maynard? When you <laughs> needed this, who was there to help you? When you needed food, who put your name in the ledger? And then she pulls up the ledger and says, Here, take a look. And she opens it up and it's empty. Uh-huh. So like never wrote out anyone's name. He never kept track of anyone's tab. He was just giving that stuff and away. And not a
1: single person ever came up to him and was like, How much do I owe you? I've got a few extra
0: dollars from this job I just did. No, <laughs> apparently not, because they're all terrible people. <laughs>
1: well, like, he shouldn't go back to helping these people. They're awful human things
0: and so she's like getting the whole town turned around on maynard because like bigfoot was there to make you happy he did what he thought he could and you know he never asked for anything in return all i ever wanted to do was help this town (laughs) and so on and so she pulls that big it's wonderful life speech and turns them all around meanwhile the reporter watches the general's (laughs) Yeah, no, this movie goes on for, like, longer than you think it should. There are, like, seven endings. It's (laughs) the very Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Meanwhile, the reporter, Gutierrez, walks into the general store to talk to Maynard about being a Bigfoot hoax, to, like, interview him and get his side of the story about it. Mm -hmm. And Maynard explains that he didn't mean it to hurt anybody, how it just made people happy, and he figured, why not?
1: It was mistaken impression. I happened to dress up as a gorilla in a ghillie suit one evening, and people just thought I was Sasquatch, so I ran with it.
0: (laughs) basically yeah it's like it seemed to make people happy so i just kept going and it's all like very much the the standard stuff which is too bad because up to this point the movie has been like insane and to have this very rote ending is kind of a letdown
1: what would you have hoped would happen with this
0: i don't know maybe he got like tranked and stuffed up as bigfoot or like maybe they started this big like they all covered it up and kept the bigfoot legend they should have
1: covered it up that would have been fun
0: yeah, like this, okay, everyone, you're going to get your TV show, we're going to keep Bigfoot here, we're going to make this town run on the Bigfoot economy, and everyone comes away Well, that's away such happy. a good
1: ending, that should have happened, for sure. See, I just came up with that, it's great. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> really good.
0: <laughs> so, instead of having, like, Bigfoot not passed down from father to son, as Maynard passes the legend on to his children, like the Phantom, it's become this Into a Wonderful Life trite ending, no, unfortunately.
1: Oh, I wish, yeah, yeah, I totally wish your ending had happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you can see why I'm just disappointed, I expected more insanity and less sort of triviality mm. anyway so he's given this you know thing everyone sees it blah, blah 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 it's just like okay we get it it's a wonderful life and just as the reporter's about to leave everyone shows about the store to apologize and to thank him and to give him money and put their names in his ledger again it's very it's a wonderful life and then even connie shows up his wife and she's like come back home no. you can bring the bigfoot Boo, costume connie. wink <laughs> And then he gives her a big hug and says, you were right. We should break up. You need to find something that makes you happy. Yeah, you go, Maynard. Yeah. And she's kind of upset and storms out. And then he asks Parker out. She's like, is that invitation still open for some Jiffy Pop? And so, of course, I'm together. And the sheriff makes a big toast to Maynard Grieger, the richest man in Pottersville. Because, of course, it's a wonderful (laughs) life. This movie has to make it so obvious.
1: (laughs) Even though the plot line (laughs) is not quite, it's a wonderful life.
0: (laughs) And so you think the movie over here, right? Yeah. But no, there's time for one more montage oh, good. where Maynard has an idea. They start to have this huge montage where Pottersville transforms the mill into a Bigfoot museum. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, why don't you just have like an annual Sasquatch celebration?
0: So they do that. Basically do what I said, where they keep the legend going, but they keep it going as a hoax. <laughs> like they admit it's a hoax, as opposed to my idea, which is take it to the grave as like a blood oath. So, you know, <laughs> tomato, tomato, I guess. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'd probably go to a Sasquatch Hoax Museum as well, like the great Sasquatch Hoax of 2017 or whatever this was.
0: I know for a fact I've been to the Natural History Museum in Oregon when it was still a Natural History Museum, and they had like a Bigfoot exhibit in there. Yeah. So, you know, I've been well, there.
1: Bigfoot's a big deal at Oregon.
0: I know, believe me. <laughs> so anyway... They're doing this, and then Brock Masterson is outed because Pat, the tracker, he, like, sends in the video of him breaking character out in the woods and being, like, himself. He deserved that. And so he's fired, and he's cast out as a fraud, and the museum is opening, the town is booming, Maynard and Parker are kissing, and in the distance, there's a Bigfoot roar. Yay! Roll credits. (laughs)
1: A real Bigfoot.
0: That is Pottersville, a Christmas movie with Bigfoot and insanity.
1: (laughs) That's impressive. Good find, I guess. What do you mean that you
0: guess?
1: (laughs) A wild ride.
0: It's a crazy movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie because it's, I I don't know, like, your definition of, like, good is. It's clearly not the best written thing on the planet. But boy, I had a lot of fun on this roller coaster (laughs) ride. It was all over the place. Like, get some friends together. Get some eggnog. Make sure it's alcoholic and have a good time (laughs) with this movie.
1: (laughs) That's a good throw out for, for our audience. <laughs> definitely, definitely do that this holiday season via yeah, sure. like a Netflix party or something.
0: Like, get your family, get your parents together and say, hey, mom, dad, <laughs> grandma, grandpa, you know how you love It's a Wonderful Life and watch it every year on TV <laughs> and how that's a big Christmas tradition? Well, I have a new modern version of It's a Wonderful Life that I want to share with you. It's called Pottersville, and it's about Christmas miracles <laughs> and Bigfoot.
1: And furries. <laughs>
0: And furries. You know what a furry is? Don't worry. I'll Google it for you. Oh, God. Why did I do that?
1: It's a good opportunity to bond with your family and friends and have open conversations.
0: That's true. Expand the horizons a bit. Like, destigmatize some of the internet cultures that are less toxic than most. That's true. With
1: that as our our holiday ending.
0: So, I think our only real problem with this movie is that the ending should have had more Bigfoot cover-up.
1: Yeah, I agree. And
0: maybe more bank robbing. (laughs)
1: I mean, the bank robbing is like the prequel to this movie if they ever make one. That's clearly what happened. You should make
0: the Pottersville prequel before the (laughs) Squatch.
1: Before the (laughs) Squatch. It could explain a lot of the backstory to this movie.
0: Oh, man. There's so much to explain. Like, I want to know how, like, Connie and, like, how this furry community popped up in the middle of this Midwest town.
1: I'm sure it was just, you know, a couple of people at the beginning and then they people talk.
0: And it's largely internet things. So I don't know, like, I just I, guess I didn't expect Connie or, like, the sheriff to be internet people.
1: But apparently they are.
0: Or maybe this is, like, they found a way to break out of the internet. I don't know. I just think it would be an interesting investigation about, like, all of these people have backstories I want to know more about. <laughs> like, even Brock Masterson, I want to know more about his origin becoming Brock Masterson. <laughs>
1: See, prequel. We've got it. We have it made. I'm
0: into it. Do you have any other questions about this movie, Danielle?
1: No, I think you best summed it up when you said that it is both a movie that hits all of the cliches and goes exactly where you think it's going, That somehow goes nowhere that you think it's going <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, the way it does that at the same time is masterful this movie was not well received as you can imagine
1: yes shocking really <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah right but i gotta say i just had fun i don't think i don't know i had fun with it i enjoyed it a lot i was there were multiple times here this movie i had to like stop and go what what
1: was that so there you go sam approved eggnog alcoholic eggnog netflix party
0: you know if you don't like it hey at least you've seen it <laughs>
1: be the perfect one to watch while you're in quarantine this holiday season <laughs>
0: yeah. well if you have any ideas on how better to incorporate sasquatch into our holiday celebrations yeah please write in with your idea i mean we could do of course the christmas squatch the hanukkah squatch a kwanzaa squatch a ramadan squatch you could do a Squatch for everything man yeah,
1: solstice squatch is my favorite
0: solstice squatch yeah a Squatch <laughs> for all seasons
1: a squash squatch this <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, if you have any really good Squatch holiday ideas, please write in. Or
1: stories. Yeah, do you have any stories, stories in your own life of-, of Did
0: you encounter a Squatch <laughs> in holidays? the wild?
1: Yeah. Or just. Did in you general. have a Holly
0: squatch encounter? Yeah. In general, we'd love to hear about it, please. Yeah. You can find us at bookretorts.com. Or
1: on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at bookretorts.
0: Until then, this has been the Book Retorts Winter Bazaar and how bizarre it has been. So bizarre.
1: So very bizarre.
0: <laughs> uh, well, until next time, bye. Take care,
1: everybody. Afraid of stuff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just confused. Don't worry. Ignore that. Take it out.
0: <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? The stuff. Never mind. You think that I was confused was about who we
1: were talking about for a minute?
0: Yeah, Maynard is not Master. No, I yeah, got it. I was listening. I swear. No,
1: please don't. That's not fair. You always take out your stuff, and you always leave my stuff in.
0: I don't. That's not true. I leave my stuff in all the time. I take out your stuff a lot too. So don't even give me that. But that was really funny.
1: You know what? They have very similar names, okay? They do.
0: Maybe <laughs> you mixed very them similar. up earlier. <laughs> I did. I did. All right. Well, we'll see how I feel in a moment. <laughs> okay.